Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, where your host and fellow nutritional therapy practitioner, Andrea Nordling, teaches you how to grow a sustainable, impactful, and consistently profitable health and wellness practice by following her proven formula. Hello, my friend. I have a down and dirty episode for you today. We're going to answer a very common question of whether or not you should explain your absence or explain a recent pivot or change in your business. Very straightforward answer for you on this, so it's going to probably be a pretty short episode. But first, let's talk about why people have indecision on this in the first place. And by the way, this happens at every level of your business. You're not going to escape it. New level, new devil, as they say. This will always come up. So this is going to be great to think about no matter where you're at right now. In the beginning of your business, you are figuring out your messaging, you're figuring out who you want to work with, who you don't want to work with, an equally important decision that you need to make. You're trying to figure out if you should have a specific niche or not. And if you're general, you're figuring out how do you talk to people without sounding vague, if you work with a lot of different people, all of these decisions. And with that can sometimes come confusion about with patch, with patch, <laughs> which path to take. And when you have indecision about which path you should take, probably feeling pretty overwhelmed. I see this a lot, which is why I have an entire program, by the way, that helps you make these decisions quickly with ease so that you don't have overwhelm and confusion. We make the decisions together and you move forward. Just shameless plug here for the Profitable Nutritionist program. If you're not in the program, you need to be in the program. (laughs) But let's get back to the overwhelm. What happens when you're overwhelmed? You do nothing. Okay, or at least you do nothing to solve the overwhelm. Maybe you do a lot of other things actually when you're overwhelmed, like you research new niches or you research new processes or new ideas or new marketing funnels, or you want to learn more specifics about your process, like you're deep diving into a new certification or a new method or books or podcasts about new things you want to learn, whatever it is, the point is you go into research or learning mode instead of making decisions and moving on mode you know if you're doing this. But at the root of it is the overwhelm, okay? The overwhelm prevents consistent action. I'm gonna say that again. Overwhelm and the root cause of the overwhelm, which is usually confusion, prevents consistent action. And that compounds the problem because then on top of being overwhelmed with the decision, you're layering on guilt for not following through and being consistent in what you set out to do. For a lot of people, this shows up as emails that they said they were going to consistently email once a week or twice a week or twice a month or whatever it is, and then don't do it and feel guilty. But the reason they didn't do it is because they're overwhelmed and confused about some aspect about it, which is what we're talking about here. So this could show up in following up with potential clients, with marketing, whatever it is that you've said you're going to consistently do, and then you're not doing because you're overwhelmed and confused about some aspect of it, you're probably then compounding the problem by feeling guilty for the inconsistency. Okay. It's an interesting cycle. Fear of being seen as inconsistent keeps you from being consistent. Brains. Oh, our human brains. It's terrible. Fear of thinking that people won't be interested in whatever you've pivoted to which we're going to talk about, keeps you from even letting people be interested by telling them about the change that you've made. So I just want to make sure that you don't miss this. Whatever you're scared is going to happen if you make a big deal out of a change in your business is for sure going to happen anyway if you don't take the action. Whatever you're scared of, it's going to happen if you do nothing. Just think about that. It's so crazy. If you are scared of being inconsistent, scared of people that are going to think that you're inconsistent, you're going to not be consistent. You're going to ensure that that happens. 
And then I suppose people would think that of you. They really aren't going to. We're going to talk about that in a second. But your fear of it is going to make sure that it happens. If you are scared that people aren't going to be interested in whatever you've changed to, if you've changed your niche, if you've changed your process, if you've changed your target audience in any way or whatever the change, maybe you went from one-on-ones to group and you don't think the people are going to be interested in group, whatever it is that you're scared people won't be interested in, you won't do anything. You won't tell them about it. And you'll make sure that they can't even be interested because you didn't tell them about it. (laughs) You'll ensure that the worst case scenario happens. Oh my gosh. Brains, 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 brains. Whatever you're scared is going to happen. If you make a big deal out of whatever change it is, whatever thing is in your mind saying, should I make a big deal out of this or not? It's for sure going to happen anyway if you do nothing. So there's no downside to tackling it head on. (laughs) Except in the case of if you're explaining your inconsistency or where you have been absent. And we're going to talk about that in a second. That's separate, but I'm going to get to that in a minute. First, let's just go back to when does this happen? This does not only happen in the beginning of your business. Like I said, after you've had success, you've worked with clients, you're making money and you get to the point where you do want to strategically make a change in your business. Like for example, tightening up your niche, or like I said, changing your offer from one-on-one to group, whatever that is, changing your focus in any way, that same overwhelm can come up. Do I need to announce this change or do I just let it roll? Just change my, my messaging and just let people figure it out. Do I need to make a big deal out of it? Or do I just pretend it didn't happen (laughs) and just adjust my messaging? Basically, the question is, do I make it a big deal that I made the change? Or it could be, do I make a big deal that I've been MIA or that I've been inconsistent? And the answer is the same for both of these questions. I want you to ask yourself, is it a big deal for your people? Okay, really answer this question for yourself. It's not rhetorical, but anytime your brain gives you and lobs a rhetorical question at you, stop to answer it, okay? Is it a big deal for them? Act accordingly. The question is, do I make a big deal out of it? Like, I don't know. Is it a big deal for your people? If it is, then you have to make it a big deal. And if it isn't, then you don't talk about it. (laughs) So let's start with that first scenario. In the case of changing your niche or your specialty, probably is a big deal to your people that you want to explain and you want to talk about. The reason you wouldn't want to make a big deal out of it getting more specific on who who you work with, for example, and how you work with them is because you're operating in scarcity and you think it's going to result in less clients. And you don't want to make any big proclamations that you can't come back from. This is what I see the most. And I know I've certainly had these thoughts as well. Some version of that, which is not true, by the way. You can always change your mind. There's no decision you're going to make in your business that you can't come back from. So don't even entertain that. Now, is it advisable to make huge changes in your business often? No. Is it possible to do that and be just fine? Of course it is. Nothing is that permanent here, okay? So just rest easy. Any decisions you make, you can unmake if you need to in the future. But going back to the question of, is it a big deal to your people? It is a big deal for them to know who your best fit clients are and to self-select if that's them or not. It's a big deal, huge deal. It's a big deal for them to know exactly who to refer your way. That's a big deal. Tell them. (laughs) It's a big deal for them to know why you chose to make a change in your business. So that way they can better understand your processes. Gives you a huge platform and a reason to tell them about your philosophies and your why. Why are you making these decisions? Why are you making the changes? It's all a great reason for you to explain your philosophies, explain your processes, explain your ideal clients, explain why you're doing what you're doing. All of those things are going to make you more money and make you help more people without exception. 
you talking more about your processes, your personal and professional philosophies, your why, your people that you work with, the problems that your people have, the people that you don't work with. All of this is going to make more money for you without exception. But if you're unsure if you should make it a big deal that you've changed something and you're like, I don't know, I'm kind of half pregnant here. I'm kind of still wanting to make the change, but also I don't want to alienate anybody that might have been ready to pay me. I don't know. Then it's not going to resonate with anyone. You won't boldly and confidently talk to any of them and tell them if they should be interested or not. Your messaging in that scenario is going to be vague. It's going to be watered down and no one will resonate with it. And you'll probably in that scenario end up with less clients and less interest than before because you're not general or specific anymore. You're in no man's land. Don't do that. If you make a change or some sort of a pivot in your business and it's important for your best, easiest, most ideal clients to know about that change, then make sure they know about it. Okay. But what if it isn't important for them to know? For example, if you have been MIA from sending emails for a while and you want to get back into it, should you explain to your list why you've been gone? Easy answer. No, (laughs) absolutely not. It's not necessary. And I'll tell you why. They didn't notice that you were MIA. They're not paying that close of attention. People get a lot of emails. People see a lot of content on social media. We're constantly in a barrage of messages and they're not paying that close of attention. Okay. When they do see your emails are popping up again, they're probably going to think that in the interim, maybe your emails were in their junk folder or something before. They will give exactly 0.1 seconds of consideration to solving this problem and thinking, huh, I haven't seen these in a while. And that's a fleeting thought and it's gone. And all of the rest of their attention is going to be focused on deciding if your emails are valuable to them or not. So instead of trying to make explanations and figure out how do I get back in? What do I tell them? What do I say? I uh, And all vacillating on any of that just send great emails. Okay. Just focus on that. You don't know. You don't owe anyone, especially strangers on the internet, explanations about your communication cadence. This is a very easy answer. Don't explain where you've been or why you've been there. Doesn't matter. Just start. Start up exactly where you left off and just make the content great. Make it valuable for them. Make it emails that they want to read. A little note on consistency here. It is a tool for you. For your self-concept, it is a tool for you to believe that you are consistent, okay? I've been thinking a lot about this lately in terms of any tool, really, which can be a weapon that we use against ourselves. Knife, great tool. Knife, also a very effective weapon, depending on how you use it. Consistency, great tool. Also an effective weapon if you're going to use lack of consistency or what you consider to be your lack of consistency against yourself as evidence that you're failing or evidence that you're not good at your business or evidence that people can't count on you, any of that. Or even more interestingly, if you're so rigid in your belief about what consistency means about you as a human, that you keep doing things that don't even make sense anymore simply because you don't want to feel or be perceived as inconsistent. Think about that for a second. Are you doing things just because you said you would and they don't even make sense anymore? How could that be showing up? Again, consistency builds trust with your people. It is a tool to build trust with them. It is a tool for you to grow your self-concept and belief in yourself that you are consistent. Wonderful, perfect, great. That's a tool that's useful. But if you're weaponizing the ideal, and it is an ideal because we're not always consistent. We're not always, it's not, not a blanket trait. 
There are areas where you may be more consistent than others. There are times when you may be more consistent than others. This is very subjective. And just know that if you are measuring against an ideal of perfect consistency, always forever, end of story, you're using it against yourself. It's not a tool that's helping you. It's a weapon that you're using against yourself. And it's probably keeping you stuck or beholden to someone, strangers on the internet, or something, an action that doesn't serve you at all or your business anymore. And it's not useful at that point. So just think about that. Am I using consistency as a tool for myself or as a weapon against myself? And then when you think about making explanations, making a big deal out of something, a change that you've made or where you've been or what you've been doing or not doing, if you can keep in mind why you're making it a big deal in the first place and then filter through the lens of if it's actually a big deal for your people, it's going to simplify the decision and eliminate overwhelm on what to do next. Like I said, if you're half pregnant and you're not making firm decisions one way or another on some pivot in your business, it's likely because either you aren't solid in the decision out of scarcity, in which case, let's just clear that up right now. You do want to repel some people and you do want to attract other people. So do it, do the thing, or you're struggling with the judgment that you're putting on yourself about making the change or inconsistency. And you assume that others are going to have that same judgment again. They don't care, by the way. They just want to get the results. They want to get the results from you or from someone else. So if you have pivoted in your business and you're no longer serving a certain group of people that are paying attention to you, tell them that and set them free so they can go find someone who will help them get the results. It's really a hostage situation (laughs) if you're not being honest with people that you're no longer serving them, but you're just scared that you you kind of want to keep them in reserves in case this new plan doesn't work out and you want them to be accessible for later. Not really fair to them, right? Not a great business practice. And when I say it that way, if you're doing that, it probably hits you that, oh yeah, that's not in their best interest. So if the changes that you've made are a big deal to your people, one way or another, tell them about it. Tell them all about it. Make it a huge deal. Tell them the why behind the change. Tell them who it's going to benefit the most. Tell them how your process is even better because of this change. Tell them about your personal and professional philosophies that support the change. Tell them all about the change repeatedly over and over and over again. (laughs) Make it a big deal if it's a big deal to them, really. And then if you're really just scared that people are going to judge your consistency or your trustworthiness, let that go. Don't make any explanations, just pick up where you left off. And most of all, quit judging yourself for consistency or inconsistency. No one else is even paying attention anyway, okay? Look at this, 14 minutes in and we just handled it. I love it. Today's topic is brought to you by Commonly Coached Topics (laughs) inside the Profitable Nutritionist Program, by the way. This is something that I have coached on many, many, many times. We talk about it a lot, different nuances, different examples, but ultimately same problem, which is do I explain myself or not? And I think that it's just really important to know that you can't do it wrong, but here's some guidelines. Think about it through why are you making it a problem for you and is it a big deal for them? And when you're thinking about your people ultimately and putting them first, you're never going to make a bad decision. So you can get answers to marketing and messaging strategy like this all the time inside the program, seven days a week with written coaching. And we have weekly live coaching calls. If you are not in the program, what in the world are you waiting for? (laughs) I would love to welcome you inside in December when the doors open back up. We open up enrollment quarterly. You can join the wait list so that you are notified when the next enrollment is available and you always get the dates of the next enrollment period at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash 
join. So that's theprofitablenutritionist.com slash join. Always will have the upcoming enrollment dates on there. And like I said, um, an availability for you to join the wait list. So you are emailed, which I will consistently email you about <laughs> to join the program when it is available. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, my friend. Be consistent. Be inconsistent. Make explanations. Don't make explanations. Totally up to you. <laughs> but you're going to know now which is the path you should be taking. My friend, does growing your business over the summertime, the busiest three months of the year, seem possible to you? How about if I tell you you can do it in five to 10 hours each week? Uh, yeah, I thought that would get your attention. Great. Behind the scenes here at the Profitable Nutritionist headquarters, we have been planning something really big for you. In fact, this is something we've never done before, a live challenge all about efficiency, time management, and delegating. The challenge officially starts on Monday, May 13th, and my friend, you are invited. During our five days together, plus some extras that I'm keeping as a surprise for now, you are actually going to be getting access to completely updated, brand new paid content from inside the Profitable Nutritionist program. And in this content, I teach you exactly how to structure your work for the next 90 days, including exactly what to focus on and how to lay out your calendar and your to-do list so it all gets done. We actually do an entire day's training on how to retrain your brain to procrastination-proof your top priority tasks. Those are the ones that make you the most money in the shortest amount of time, by the way. <laughs> yes, you will walk away from this totally free challenge with a rock-solid plan for June, July, and August, all plugged in to a color-coded calendar system that is the stuff dreams are made of. The challenge is called Summertime 2.0. Again, it's brand new material to get you out of overwhelm so you can cruise into the busiest time of year feeling organized and focused while your business bank account balance just climbs up and up and up, hopefully while you are poolside or beachside. <laughs> I've taught free trainings before, but what I've never done is combine it with live Q&A, implementation sessions, coaching calls, and done-for-you resources. My friend, this is a totally different experience than anything we've ever done before. That is what you are getting in Summertime 2.0. I'm holding nothing back. Remember, this is actual paid content from inside my program, which you get a sneak peek into for five days straight. The dates are May 13th to the 19th. You are going to learn everything you need to know about time management, prioritizing, creating time boundaries, how to say no to people and opportunities that are costing you money in your business, and how to actually stick to your calendar and finish your to-do list each week, including live Q&A with me where you can ask all of your questions. So do I have you sold? I sure hope so. <laughs> to register for the challenge, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time, T-I-M-E. Remember, we officially start on May 13th. It goes through May 17th, but there are a few pre-party happenings going on. So make sure you register right now and don't miss out. The challenge is brand new material delivered in a completely new way that is going to have you loving the boring topic of time management. I promise. <laughs> and the best part is it's totally free. Register right now at theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time. <laughs>